Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm Anthony, this is Steve, and we will have uh, a guest for you as well tonight. Um, thank you for joining us. As you see, our host is not here tonight. Um, John is dealing with some um, housing issues, some flooding in his apartment or something or other. Uh, he's always got issues, but uh, not just housing issues, all sorts of issues. So um, we like to remind him of that and make fun of him for that. But um, tonight we have a lot of exciting um, happenings that are going on, a lot of news, a lot of updates, and we couldn't be more um, elated to be here to share them with you. So please um, give us your thoughts via YouTube or Google Plus uh, through the Hangouts and um, let us know what you're thinking and hopefully we can bring some of your ideas into the broadcast tonight and make it a little more interactive. So again, thanks for joining us. Um, Steve, why don't you bring us into the first uh, update, which is ACI, the African Colonial Institute's uh, website, and where that's at right now. Well, before we get there, we should give a shout-out to our sponsor tonight, Omni Reptiles. Check them out at omnireptiles.com. They have bearded dragons, chameleons, geckos, iguanids, monitors, tegus, skins, your mastics, Ball pythons, boas, colubrids, python, other pythons, turtles, tortoises, salamanders, newts, frogs, toads, tarantulas, and scorpions. Hence the name Omni Reptiles. So you can uh, check them out for all your reptile uh, needs, I guess. Um, they have quite a wide selection, and so they're our sponsor for tonight. Now, um, African Colonial Institute, we're going to... Um, bring Kevin Labile on now. Kevin is the, uh, not only does he work uh, with us at the Turtle Room as an educational resource developer, uh, Kevin is also the communications and fundraising officer for the, um, for the African Colonial Institute. Hello. So Kevin, welcome. Hi, thanks Steve. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yes, sir. Loud right. and clear. Uh, well, yeah, thanks for having me tonight. Uh, again, it's my pleasure, as always. Uh, so, um, yeah, we're launching the ACI website pretty soon, I believe, in uh, Monday. four days. Monday? Yep. Yeah, oh, right. yeah, about four and a half days from now. Yeah. But who's counting? Sorry? I said, but who's counting? Obviously, Steve is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Steve's good so, for that. That's why we that's why we do a good job on a lot of the stuff that we do because Steve is usually counting and keeping track of all of those sorts of details. So yeah, Steve does. Steve has been uh, Steve has actually worked on the website and has actually built the website. Um, I'm sure he's working on sharing it right now, Steve, so everyone can see it. Uh, no, no, we're gonna keep that under wraps. I, I could show the preview page again <laughs> if we want okay. to. Just uh, just yeah. as a refresher, we have some new people on here and yeah, uh, let me load that up. If you want, you can go to africancolonian.org right now, and you can um, check out our little uh, coming soon screen, and please sign up for their newsletter so you can be apprised of all their um, their news, their projects. Um, we'll probably be sending something out here right before the site goes live as well. Yeah. It's a really yeah, it's a really good looking site. I've seen it, and 
and it's ex it's really just impressive. And uh, Steve, you've done a great job on it. But of course, the important uh, factor that really makes it such a great site beyond Steve's uh, web building skills are all of the amazing things that ACI is doing. So Kevin, can you tell us? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, so ACI is working. Uh, oh, I, th I think we have five projects going on right now. Uh, actually, it's four, and we're we're working on the fifth one. Um, you, you will find more details on the website, of, of course, and a lot of pictures, good pictures. Uh, I can give you a little bit, a little bit of a little piece of information if you want. Uh, we're working on Pelusio, Sedans, and I. Uh, Kinexis, Omeana, uh, also the Nubian Flapshell Turtle that we discussed about the last time I was here. Uh, and there is two more projects. Um, Kinexis Rosa is also uh, connected with the Homiana one, I believe. Yeah, yes, it is. But it's a uh, majority of Kinexis Omeana because it's endangered. Right. Those, those two species are both forest hingebacks, right? So yes. um, as a project, they're combined into one. Is that correct? Yes, yeah, correct. As forest uh, hingebacks, even though they're two different species, one gets larger than the other. Um, they're both, yeah, they're both kind of roped in together. Also, one is endangered and the other is not. But Omeana is endangered. I think it's critically endangered. Uh, Erosa is not. So our priority is, is uh, Kinexis Omeana, of course. Now you you mentioned before that the um, the Holmes hingeback tortoise, uh, tortoise was recently upped to critically endangered, right? Um, the but but Erosa, the other species, was that kind of reviewed at the same time, or has that one also just not been reviewed yet? Do you understand what I'm saying? You know, yes, yeah, it has been reviewed, but uh, okay. For some reason, yeah, it's not, it's not an injury. Okay. Uh, okay. <coughs> the main concern is, is really the, the Nubian flatrate or so. Right. It, it went from uh, before, I forgot this, this the IUCN status for that. But well, anyway, right now it's critically endangered, and uh, mm. that, that's how it's priority. So uh, is, is ACI working? With animals in the in the wild or in captivity or both. Um, let me think. Uh, we're working on both. Kinexis Omana. We we're gonna work on the. Uh, we're set. We're currently setting some uh, uh, captive breeding. We're trying to get a, a captive colony. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll be working on the in its natural environment in Benin. Because uh, we have like a collaboration with Benin, so we're gonna work over there. Pelusius and Sinai, we're working on site in Senegal at the Tok Tok Reservation Reserve. Tok Tok Reserve. And yeah, I believe that's it. Just so everyone knows, that's um, the that's Adamson's mud turtle. Um, it's a yeah. it's a lesser known African mud turtle species um, that's really attractive turtle and was once thought to be um, a synonym of Pelusios nanus 
the African dwarf mud turtle, which is now becoming a little more popular. Um, I'm reading up on them right now, and Kevin was nice enough to give me some good, some some rare literature that I wasn't able to get my hands on myself. So thank you, Kevin, for that. I appreciate oh, yeah, it. No problem. Yes. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I, I just yeah, I just checked the Kyoto project. It's a sea turtle project. So I'm not I'm not very good with sea turtles. It's mainly Thomas. Uh, Thomas will tell you more. Maybe we can have him sometime. Hopefully. Uh, but what happened is there was a lot of uh, dead sea turtles on the Senegal beaches, and uh, we're trying to evaluate the reason of of this uh, this problem and try to figure out a solution for that. That's, That's wonderful. You know, we've had a. I feel like. Uh, movie critics who have been able to see the movie before the public and then give their <laughs> I, I've seen because I've seen the website beforehand um, that Steve's been working on and it makes sense because he, he does have a lot of photos of sea turtles there and I was wondering what the project was because I hadn't heard of it yet and for me I'm like you Kevin I'm, I'm no expert on sea turtles at all um, I read a little bit here and there you know like I'll read a a book by Pritchard, and he'll talk about them. But I'm not going to pick up a book that's just on sea turtles. Not at this point. Exactly. I mean, I have, yeah, I have too much to learn about the stuff that I'm working with, and I'm really interested in. <laughs> I'm not going to venture out into that stuff just yet. It's too different. So that's cool. It's yeah. it's, it's cool to hear about that because because we don't necessarily know about that. Yeah, it's always very, very cool. concerned about sea turtles. It's a it's a big issue in Senegal. Right, and everywhere really. Uh, seven yeah, actually, yeah. species of seven species of sea turtles, right? And they're all endangered. And, um, yeah, I think they're all endangered, actually. It doesn't matter where they lay their eggs. There's always going to be an issue with humans. Beaches are like the most, you know, the the busiest places um, <laughs> in the world. That's and not good. Not, and if it's not humans, it's raccoons or feral pigs or Dogs. what have it. You know. Dogs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's actually a problem in Australia. I think it's a fox, the fox that kills the. Oh yeah. What's the name of that little turtle? Um, the endangered Australian turtle, the smallest species in Australia. Are you talking freshwater or the the or yeah, the Australian? Yeah, yeah, fresh, yeah, freshwater. Oh okay, yeah, I can't think of which one you're talking about right now. Is it yeah, the what? The west, the western swamp turtle. Yeah, yes, exactly. Oh, okay, there you go. Umbri... Sudamidura umbrina. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, well yeah. done. <laughs> trivia, a little trivia for the day. All right. Great. Well, Steve, any other questions for Kevin, or we think we want to move on? Um, well, Good actually, ball. I was... Uh, I guess it was... I don't remember if it was January or February. Kevin had uh, challenged you to name the species. That is that is used in the logo of ACI, oh, yeah. and so remember, so we had kind of saved that for when we were when we were doing the the last push up to their website. So now, Anthony, what species is resembled in their logo? Can you can you pull it up again, Steve? Uh, yeah, give me a second here. So it was designed by Ferry. Fa yeah, Ferry Grunwald, who yeah, did the design, he's a wonderful artist. And I actually, my undergraduate degree is in fine arts. So don't don't tell anyone that because I'm embarrassed. Oh, but, uh, there you go, Anthony. 
Ah, oh, man. I... <laughs> That's bad. This, this is bad. I have no idea, guys. I have no idea. I'll give you a hint. Look at the, yeah. the shape of the first vertebral. That's a hint. Kevin, I'm... <laughs> This is what's what's. I should have done my research ahead of time, but I didn't know this was going to come up. I want you to teach us why it is what it is, but I'm not going to embarrass myself with a guess because I don't know. I just, I just, I wouldn't be able to tell you why. Just Pelusios and all African species in general, Pelamedusa, whatever. Everything is just. A jumbled mess in my brain. This is what I'm trying to figure. This is what I'm trying to sort out right now. So please enlighten us. Yeah, yeah, Tell yeah, us why. It's, it's a Pelusius species. It's um, a cupulata. Pelusius cupulata. Oh my gosh. And, uh, so it's actually it was designed from the the specimen, the specimen that was used to describe uh, Pelusius cupulata. So that's the picture. That's the design is based on that picture. Okay. You know what I'm That's saying? That's so cool. Yeah, absolutely. That's so cool. Yeah. So what? Um, the first vertebral scute, which yes. um, so the scutes, the vertebral, just so everyone knows, the ver vertebral scutes run down the the middle of the shell. Um, mm -hmm. The costal scutes, which are on the side of the shell, um, the word costal means um, like of the ribs. So the ribs connect to the costal scutes, the marginals are the small scutes on the outside, and then obviously the vertebral scutes um, you, uh, are where the, the spine is, is fused to the, to the shell. So the first vertebral scute is what identifies this um, species. So what species does it differentiate it from that's close to it, Kevin? So there's a Polycius niger, niger, depends how they say it. Pelusius niger and Pelusius cupulata both have the this kind of huge first vertebral. It's very large. It lines up the the first pair of uh, plural. Yep. As you can see here, and it has like a little, like I don't know how you say it, a small arrow. Like, like a oh yep, I like see. This. Yes, yep. that that's. Uh, that's typical from uh, scupulata, and there's another one. Uh, also, the the shape of the the, the head is like a triangle. Mm -hmm. So niger, Pelusius scupulata, both have uh, this uh, triangular head. Uh, there's also there's I forgot there's a couple of more uh, hints to identify the species, but mostly the first vertebral with the little arrow. Uh, could guide you to this, this species. That's very cool. That's so cool. I love that. See, that's. I'm just sitting here thinking to myself, Steve, that we need to do more of this stuff where we actually talk about things like that um, instead of just a conversation. Actually, bring up like a diagram of some sort and actually talking. You know, that's. I just learned something new. I get excited. Like, uh, let's uh, let's be honest here, fellas. I don't know at all. Okay, at all, or anything close to it. <laughs> I have so much more to learn in so many different arenas. Just ask my wife; you don't believe me. And um, <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. It's cool to be able to see something new like that, and you know, to, um, yeah, something you. specific too. Yeah, that where you could share your expertise with us. I, I I love that, and I think that's what this show is all about. So, thank you for that, Kevin, and thank you for your help with that. 
very literate too. Yeah, definitely. Very cool. No problem. All right. Ah, thanks for joining us, Kevin, and uh, good luck on uh, finishing up uh, rest of preparations as we push towards Monday. And uh, I know I'm yeah. real excited to get that launched and um, see what the response uh, coming in is like. Yeah, yeah, I'm very excited about it too. Uh, well, thanks guys for having me, and uh, you guys enjoy the show. Thanks. Have a good night. Bye, Kevin. Good night, guys. See ya. See ya. Well, that was good. Definitely. <clears throat> All right. So uh, where do you want to head next, friend? Well, I think it'd probably be nice to talk a little bit about our website and to um, kind of pull it up and, and look at it and talk about some of the key features that we think are important and that you have worked so hard on. Um, while we do that, I'll just get people up to speed. In case you didn't notice, um, in the upper left corner of your screen, while we're talking, you'll see the new Turtle Room logo. It's got the two turtles next to each other, the smaller turtle inside of, as the negative space inside of the larger turtle. That's our new logo, and we um, released it last Friday um, as part of our new website launch. So we have a new site design that Steve has um, so graciously uh, developed and spent countless hours on and it really is a wonderful thing to be a part of because he really is such a talented website designer and um, so there's the web I'm sorry there's the logo um, Steve and I created the logo together I spent countless nights trying to figure out Photoshop reteach myself Photoshop because I hadn't done that in about 10 years since I've been out of college and um, that's it. So looking for something that was a little more conservation feeling, um, a little less hobby related, a little more conservation related. Um, so if you look at conservation logos, zoo logos, things like that, this is a little more in line with what you'd see there. So that's what we were going for. Um, and it's a little cleaner as well. So it looks better on t-shirts and merchandise. So that's where I'll plug the fact that we now have pre-orders for sale on the Turtle Room website, which um, are for both t-shirts and hoodies. There are five different color options in the t-shirt, and there are how many five. different options? Five in the sweatshirt. Some of the colors are different, though. It's not the same five colors. But Wow, very interesting. Okay, so and then five different options in the sweatshirt. Very nice. So we're really excited about this, and they're actually <coughs> pretty affordable as well. So um, we're, we're definitely excited about it, and I'm looking forward to it because I want to get my shirts as well. So the more people that order them right away, the, the quicker we'll be able to go ahead and put the first big order in. We're going to do it either way, but we um, I'm making that promise right now. So, Steve, if you're uncomfortable with that, I'm sorry. Steve no, that's is fine. Put the, the sooner the shirts get ordered, the sooner we play – or the, yeah, right. the sooner we get more pre-orders, the sooner we order the shirts. So – yeah, <clears throat> Steve is pretty rich. He's rolling in the, in the dough, in case you didn't know. So yeah. he's going to order them anyway. But, it, you know, a pre-order just, again, makes makes it more likely that we'll order them sooner rather than later and makes it more likely that the size and color that you want will be in stock because we're not going to order a ton of them and it'll be limited to whatever whatever we end up choosing. So if you want a medium in the really nice teal color, we might only have 
two or three mediums in a really nice teal color and they could be gone, for instance. Or if you're like me and you want a 3XL tall, um, then you better pre-order because we won't be ordering a lot in the bigger sizes unless you unless you pre-order. So, um, do you have the site ready to pull up? Uh, I do have the site over here. I figured we'd talk a little bit about the logo some more first, and that's kind of where it all started. Um, last summer, <clears throat> we decided uh, we wanted to kind of head towards a, a logo that was going to be easier to, to print and duplicate, a logo that would look nice in one color, and even the full color version was only a couple colors, um, because a lot of times uh, printing 10 colors like we're in our other logo uh, kind of makes it difficult and expensive even for just printing um, nice uh, nice paper goods. Um, so we really wanted to kind of simplify it, <clears throat> especially as far as the number of colors went. And we also, like Anthony mentioned, we wanted to kind of uh, continue our, our push uh, as a, an education and conservation organization and while the uh, previous logo was a really nice piece of artwork, we just felt like it looked a little more like somebody's hobby than an organization that's um, aiming to educate and, and conserve uh, turtles. So, um, <clears throat> so the first step was designing this new logo that would look good in black and white, would look good in our green color and white, and then look good in a two-color version. Uh, so that was uh, that was a, actually about a six month process from the time we started it till till the, it's in the form you see now. Um, and uh, Kevin, uh, who was just on with us, actually left a comment here. He wanted to know uh, what species are represented in the logo, and uh-huh. um, <clears throat> I I would say. Um, there are technically species that we use to kind of uh, represent, but there's no no real markings or anything. You could generally say the big one is, uh, or they're both really, um, some of the more domed cora species, uh, an adult in the back and a hatchling in the front. Um, Anthony, I believe, knows exactly which species he used uh, to help create uh, the logo with, so I'll let him finish answering that question. I do know. I do know. The, um, well... The the bigger turtle that is the background is the is the full color uh, background turtle is was a oh hello um, is the is a uh, Cora embonensis um, and the smaller turtle in the foreground is Cora macordi so macords box turtle and What's the common name for Ambos now? Uh, the um, Malayan a, Malayan box turtle. I wanted to say Asian box turtle, and I knew that that wasn't um, what we were calling them. So yeah, so um, I just happen to like the shape of those two turtles, and then I kind of messed around with the head of that bigger turtle a little more, and to me it just ended up I, I, it, the the actual shape of that turtle's head. And then the way it came out, it like reminds because of the way it's like a silhouette. It reminds me of like a like a podoc, like a South American river turtle um, head. It does. It doesn't. I know you. This is just what is going on inside my brain. Just <laughs> just because of the way that um, like the the corners of the head are accentuated. It it just kind of. It just kind of looks that way to me. But I would never think that just because of the shape of the turtle. But that's what the head is look like to me. So um, 
you know, once you use the original turtles as um, as inspiration, then you just try to make it look like a decent turtle silhouette, and that's what we were going for, just basic. We didn't want it necessarily to look like anything, but knowing what um, images I started with as the original inspiration I, I think is pretty cool, so anyway. All right, now on to, I guess, on to the website. Uh, once we finished the new logo, we realized that um, our new colors weren't going to match with the uh, old version of the website. So we then uh, began the process of creating a new, clean, uh, smooth website that would accentuate our new colors. And so <clears throat> here it is blown up on the full screen, our new logo in the horizontal form. Um, now up top here, you can. Uh, this is a newsletter subscription form. We're sending out our blog and some other things through newsletter. Every now and then we might send out a coupon for our store. Uh, and so we've been talking about the t-shirts. So let's go pop in here and check these out. You can kind of get an idea what the design is going to look like for our t-shirts. All right, and so I'll pull up the t-shirt, and then later I'll get to the sweatshirt. Here comes... Now, our t-shirt is going to be available in uh, both in both a unisex t-shirt and a feminine cut. Uh, here you can see uh, this is the, the teal color that we really like uh, on this shirt. Um, we're really excited for these. Uh, we're also offering it in an ash gray, uh, a black. Uh, there's the teal again. Um, a green that they call grass. It's not quite our green, but it's fairly close. And then uh, a traditional white, which our logo po really pops well, pops off of well. <clears throat> and then the sweatshirt as well. And uh, the colors that are the same on the sweatshirt are the ash gray, the white, and the black. And we're also going to be making it available in a charcoal color, which is almost the same as black, and then this neat-looking sandstone color. We think this will be a cool little sweatshirt here. Um, some other new features on the website. Um, you can now actually become a member of the Turtle Room to support our mission um, to help us continue developing educational resources and to continue um, developing uh, conservation programs. <clears throat> um, uh, this uh, funds will go towards the website, and then after that, they will go towards uh, maintaining uh, groups, especially those involved with uh, species survival programs and things like that. Uh, for the cost of the membership, uh, we're doing $35 a year. You will get a print copy and an electronic copy of our annual newsletter, which we're going to start this year. It will be out in November along with a copy of our annual calendar. And so you'll get both of these things shipped to you right around Thanksgiving. Um, we're also going to give you discounts in our shop uh, on food, cal calendar, the t-shirts, and more when you uh, become a member of the Turtle Room. And then in addition, you'll be subscribed to our regular uh, blog newsletter as well. And we're also going to do green membership. For those of you that don't want the elect don't want the print copy of the newsletter, you'll just get the uh, electronic copy of the annual newsletter. And then we're also going to offer a group membership uh, for $100, but you're actually going to get four copies of the newsletter and four copies of the calendar, and you still get all the discounts. So that's kind of the one of the biggest new things on the website. Um, and... Uh, 
Uh, Anthony, is there anything you want to talk about in particular? No, I just think it's cool, you know, to be able to see everything. Obviously, the new look, um, the white background, almost has like a healthcare feel, and it's very, you know, it's it's very, um, it's very present, um, very current, and that's really a big part of what we're trying to do. And again, Steve's um, web building capabilities really make it possible for us to do that, and I think that's how we try to differentiate ourselves a little bit. Um, so it's a proud moment for us to be able to, um, you know, provide this this service to people. Really, this um, where we have these educational resources all in one place that we're constantly trying to build on. Um, we're constantly building our team with uh, thoughtful breeders and conservation-minded um, individuals, and I think. You know, the past few years, the progress that we've been able to make is a um, telling and uh, very exciting, uh, you know, um, sign of things to come. So, um, good job, Steve. Congratulations on a really uh, a job well done. Um, this is the only piece that I think that we need to to elaborate on a little bit and just let people know what's going on with our newsletter right now and the World Turtle News. Um, basically every day uh, we will be sending out World tur Turtle News. Uh, we're not trying to plagiarize and take other people's articles and put them on our uh, newsletter, but we are trying to bring um, really up to the day, um, you know... Um, Awareness. Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, fast-breaking news right to your email for you. Um, so if you're interested in seeing what's going on and staying current, you can subscribe to the newsletter and get all of that information. Yeah, so um, six days a week we're going to be publishing a World Turtle News entry into our blog. Um, we've got a, a team of guys who are going to be working on that. Um, Kevin, who uh, was on earlier, is actually kind of heading that up in some ways. And then we've uh, brought in a new guy named Rodney. Um, he has a real passion for turtle news, and many of you may know him as Tortoise Blog on uh, Twitter as well. <clears throat> and so uh, we're not really going to be um, posting news articles here, but we will be talking about them and linking to news articles that are elsewhere. Um, so you're, you can just kind of know that they're out there and go read them and sh find out what's going on in World Turtle News. And so this is going to be a feature that runs um, Tuesday through Sunday each week. And then we'll take a Monday off. Like it's like a pizza restaurant. Take Monday off. That's right. Yeah, it makes sense. <clears throat> makes sense. I like it. So yeah, th this is a really exciting thing. And um, we're, we're just we're really looking forward to seeing how it all uh develops over time, but right now we, we couldn't be more excited with uh, you know with the startup of that. So, and there's Steve, in case you didn't know. And, and uh, there's Jaren. I just figured one more thing to toss out there. Um, Chris Leone and Andrew Hermes have been have contributed a number of resources uh, for us over the past um, year, year and a half, and so they actually join us now on staff as educational resource contributors. Um, so I just wanted to recognize them <clears throat> right now. And that kind of segues us into probably the next bit of big news. Uh, and it actually involves Chris, and it involves Andrew, and it also involves our uh, good friend Jared, who many of you see posting stuff all over our Facebook page pretty frequently. 
Um, so, Anthony, you want to share the good news there? I would. It would be my honor. We are so proud. I, I've been commenting to everyone that I talk about it for the past few days that, honestly, this, these feel like wins for all of us. And although I had not... I had nothing to do with this and um, would never get a sniff of an award like this. It it just means so much to have our friends and colleagues be able to uh, to be able to have such success. So anyway, without further ado, I will um, actually let you know what I'm talking about. So the Reptile Report, which is a growing, a, a rapidly growing um, website for anyone who, who's um, not familiar, they kind of bring everything. They try to bring everything from all over the web. To one convenient place where you can where you can stop and see what's going on, um, mostly on a lot of the forums. So if someone shares a great photo on a forum that you don't um, subscribe to, that you don't visit, they will bring uh, that photo to you in that one convenient location so that you can see it and kind of not feel like you're missing out on anything. So um, one thing that they do is the best of a given year, they give out awards. The best of 2014 awards are the are what they were just giving out. And as you see, um, the editor's choice award for um, for Colonia or Turtle and Tortoise Breeder of the Year is our good friend and partner uh, Jared Siedkowski, and um, we couldn't be more proud of him for that. Um, Chris Leone was the winner for Reader's Choice. So that's the one that's voted on by his... Um, sorry, my wife is down here giving me a look, making fun of me for being a nerd. Um, being voted on by uh, his customers and, and friends and things like that. And um, Andrew, our good friend and partner, was uh, the runner-up in that honorable mention in that category. So we're really excited about it and... Uh, we just we couldn't be more proud of them and their accomplishments this year. I also say John when I told John today when we were preparing for this, he made an interesting comment about Jim Carrey in a past MTV Music Awards where he was I'm sorry um, movie awards when he was up for um, he was up against himself for like um, for an award and that's kind of how we felt because it didn't matter who won really we were just excited for what happened with everybody that was involved. So it's a really great thing. Definitely. And, uh, you know, we should also, while we're talking about these, we should uh, mention some of these other folks. Uh, Camp uh, Kennan was uh, also was an honorable mention in the editor's choice. So he was, um, he and uh, Max Morfer runners up to Jared in that category. And uh, so there's a couple other nominees here. So head over to um, the Reptile Reports uh site and check out all their best of 2014 awards. In addition to these awards, um, Jared also brought home Reader's Choice Turtle Image of the Year and Editor's Choice Turtle Image of the Year for two separate images. Uh, so he's he had, so a, cool. he, had a, he had a big year here and uh, so we're just really excited for our, all of that. Um, so that's kind of our big news. Uh, because they just started announcing uh, the Editor's Choice Awards early, um, within the last day. And so <clears throat> this is kind of hot off the presses. Jared Sietkowski as your uh, 2014 Editor's Choice Breeder of the Year from the Reptile Report. And there really were so many people that were um, up for those awards that 
are really deserving, and you know, it, it doesn't. It for me, it's kind of hard to quantify what people do as breeders. You're not really there, so some people. Um, I'm sure that a multitude of of the world's or the country's best breeders are not sharing what they're doing. So it's it's really difficult to quantify that. But you know, we saw a lot of the names on the list there. A lot of the a lot of the turtle and tortoise preservation group. Board members were there, and some really big names, and really uh, some 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 gentlemen, some people that have our respect for sure, and that really um, that really mean a lot to the turtle conservation community. And um, we're just I know that our guys who um, receive this recognition are happy just to be mentioned alongside those uh, a lot of those names. So. Um, Kudos to them as well, and I think it's just an all-around great thing, and um, you know, really feel fortunate that we were all able to to go along on this ride. So, oh, definitely, definitely. And um, here, you know what I'm gonna do? I what I'm gonna do right now. What are you gonna so, do? And so, give me a couple minutes, all you viewers out there. But um, what are you so do? this is gonna be this is gonna be a limited time only, and so uh, let me uh, get it going here. Limited time only, and by limited time I mean from now until midnight Eastern time. So give me a a little bit here to get it up on here. Um, but from now until midnight, once I get the coupon up, and I'll tell you the code once it happens. I don't know what you're doing, but it's it's wild. I'm not ready for this. This is what Steve does. He um, he gets an idea in his head and he just runs with it. And it's really great because this is how things get done. The key to getting ahead is getting started. And that's what he's doing. Yep. So I can keep talking about our breeder guys. I, I just I was on the phone that. with them. Yeah, well, I, I happen to have some uh, recent experiences with a couple of the guys um, over the past couple of days who received this uh, recognition. So the other day, on Saturday, uh, Steve and I were at the Hamburg Reptile Show with Chris Leone, who um, won the Reader's Choice Breeder of the Year, and he was there. And it's, it's great to see him in, in action, um, not just, you know, making his uh, occasional sales and, and whatnot, more than occasional, I should say, but just will drop everything all day long to answer anyone's question. It's really cool. And he's just so humble and excited, like I said. He's the one that kind of put that I, that comment into my head. Um, not, he didn't mean to. He just It's just how he is. But just really humble, really excited to be listed among the names of, uh, of everyone else that was in the running for that. And um, I know we said it when we had him on there before, but if you're looking for a healthy captive bred animal, that will come with follow-along support, then look no further. And as far as Jared, I was on the phone with him earlier today. I swear, Jared is like Jacques Cousteau meets Tom Crutchfield meets <laughs> your, your best friend from high school. He's, he's like the coolest dude, the most down-to-earth coolest dude. But when you talk to him, he is involved in the coolest stuff ever. I mean, he always has the greatest photos to share with us, and I tell you, you know, if you follow us on Facebook, you see his photos all the time. 
and you know what I'm talking about. But if you could see some of the stuff that he shows us that he says, I don't have really permission to share this publicly, but just take a look. It is unreal, the things that he that he um, is privy to seeing. And um, it's, it's just cool to be, to, you know, to be, uh, to work with him. And, you know, he, he kind of does everything with, like, the excitement of a kid, but with the knowledge of a real pro, if that makes sense. So um, he's, he just does it with a lot of passion, and it's infectious. It's, it's infectious. And when you, um, when you spend a half hour on the phone with him, you just get off in a great mood, um, A, because he's just a great dude to talk to, but then also because he's just so passionate about what he's doing. And like I said, he's involved in the coolest stuff ever. You, can't even, you, you wouldn't even believe some of the stuff that he's doing. So, um, you know, kudos to both of them. And obviously, Andrew's great. Um, Arizona Tortoise Compound is a great, uh, reputable place, and he breeds in large numbers that most of us couldn't even fathom and has customer service that's really second to none. So I'm just really proud of all those guys. In case you couldn't tell, I'm pretty proud of those guys. So... Steve's still working? Yeah, I'm still working. Good. Well, we can keep talking. Yeah, you keep talking. I'm all, I've almost got this got this ready right. here, so no problem. So, um <clears throat> I'm trying to think of where I want to go next. So, right now, um I'm up here in sunny Connecticut, vacation land as it's known. I'm just kidding. That's Maine. Um, <laughs> and I'm under three feet of snow, and I feel like spring will never come. So for all of you that are in better climates that are already seeing mating behavior from your animals or getting eggs or you're getting out into the wild to go herping, getting out in nature, um, I envy you greatly, and I would like to tell you so in a much uh, more derogatory fashion, but I won't. I'll leave that I'll leave that alone right now. But um a lot of my animals are sleeping right now. The basement is um right now is sixty four degrees, which is actually very warm. That's the warmest that my turtle room has been in probably three months. So very exciting time here. A steamy sixty four degrees for all of my animals. Um, my spider tortoises wake up about every two weeks just to take a little romp around, usually flip themselves over because they're um, completely out of sorts when they're um, in the middle of their uh, bermation period or um, kind of quasi-hibernation. Um, my Herman's tortoises are getting very restless. They're indoors. This is They're eastern Hermans, and they can survive here outside year-round. They are... Um, indoors for the last season um, next next well this spring and um, this spring they'll go out and they won't come back in next fall they'll stay out and they'll hibernate outdoors so I've worked out how I'll be doing that um, my geoemida species both japonica um, and spangleri that's the Ryukyu or Japanese or Okinawan black-breasted leaf turtle however you want to say it and the Vietnamese black-breasted leaf turtle are sleeping and have been for about three months. So I'm hoping I can get a little warmer in here. 
over the next few weeks to hopefully wake them up and start them eating and get them into breeding mood. And even the Blandings turtles have had slowed down over the past couple months. So um, <coughs> definitely a boring time down here, but but definitely a an easy time for as far as um, keeping and husbandry goes. So if you don't hibernate your animals um, or you don't let them cool down, I think you should consider it. Obviously, it depends on the species, but if you give them an opportunity to cool down and have a slower growth period during the year, um, a lot of experts, a lot of keepers think that that um, helps in healthier growth, especially with those species that will be slowing down. Now, a readier slider, they can hibernate. They can hibernate here in, in Connecticut, here in the Northeast, which is much colder than they would normally um, be exposed to in the wild. So just because they can doesn't mean you want to force it either. So a slider would probably be much better served being pretty warm throughout the year with a sh very short cool period and cool nights and then being able to warm up in the sun during the day. So a total cool down to 50 degrees, for instance, for four months, they can take it. But um, why push it in that case? So, you know, just educate yourself on the different species that you're keeping and um, what is best for them if you're going to try to breed them or if you're just going to, going to try to keep them in the most natural um, manner that you can. So that's a little spiel about what I'm in the middle of right now. So, Steve, are you still working on that or are you good? Uh, I, I got it ready to go. All got right. Ready to go. Prove so, it. Drop the sledge go. For the next four hours and 14 minutes, drum roll, you can go to our store and you can save a dollar and a half, dollar and a half on a t-shirt or sweatshirt. <laughs> so your coupon code is PONDCAST15. PONDCAST15. And so only those of you listening live and those who watch... Uh, right after we finish up, sometime within the next four hours and 15 minutes, are going to be able to take care, take advantage of this offer. So, Pondcast 15, special offer for our viewers right now, and that coupon will expire uh, midnight on Thursday morning, the 5th. So, you got now four hours and 13 minutes, dollar and a half off a t-shirt or sweatshirt. So, there you go. There's your special Pondcast offer tonight. For those of you that don't know, Steve is a mathematician. So, now, right now, he's going to tell us how much a dollar fifty is off of eighteen dollars? What percentage um, is that? It is about uh, let's see, um, let's see, it's about it's about uh, let's see, one ninth and a half is one ninth and a half. <laughs> hold on, I'm getting there. We'll get it. Percentage. Well, a, a, no, it's less than that. Sorry, two dollars would have been a ninth, which would have been eleven uh, percent. This is this is like a seven and a half to eight percent off the T-shirt, so awesome. it's not a big discount, but it's a you know podcast offer discount. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna confess something to you, Steve, right now. Okay, I'm decent at math. Um, I'm decent. I'm, I'm, I'm not a mathematician like you are, but I will say that I know enough about math to know that that was a difficult percentage to give you, and I did it on purpose. So I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry Let's for that. Check here. One point five out of yeah, yeah. It's eight point three percent. Yep. Like when you said you were going to drop a bomb a bombshell on us and then made me wait four minutes and yeah. talk about. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to make sure I had it ready. That way, if somebody jumped at it the instant I said it, it would be ready. Um, so you know, there. I'll repeat it one more time. Uh, Podcast fifteen. You can get a dollar and a half off t-shirt and or sweatshirt. I was waiting for a real. I was waiting for something wild. I was thinking like first five callers to the Turtle Room phone number. I'm I'm pretty tech savvy in case you didn't know. So callers to the phone number get a free shirt. That's what I thought you were gonna do. I thought I thought the gloves uh, were I wasn't gonna, I Can't go that crazy. Can't go that crazy. I, I, but but I already told everyone how rich you were. Except I'm not. And you know we we gotta we gotta you know have some money here to run the site with so I can't give it all away. He can't. He wants to give it to you guys, but he can't. That's the issue. That's the issue. So that's what we're all dealing with here. Now, me on the other hand, I'm even more poor than Steve is. And that's what's sad about this. <laughs> I promise. I'm. I'm just kidding. I'm def I'm definitely poorer than he is. So anyway, you have um, a kid though, so you know. That's true. I do have a kid. I have the youngest turtle nerd in the world living in my house. She's very. She's she's seven months old. Um, like Monday, she turns seven months old, and she um, is captivated by the tortoises. It's very. It's a very exciting thing, but um, she's not allowed to come down here very often. Because children have, uh, I guess you'd call, compromised immune systems um, and yeah. are more susceptible to things. So my wife thinks that just stepping down into the basement that she'll leave with salmonella no matter what. So I got that going for me. So life is pretty grand right now. But um, fight the stigma. All turtle and tortoise people fight the stigma against turtles and their relationship with salmonella. It's a, it's a joke, and any animal can poop in a kid's mouth. Remember that. Any animal can poop in a kid's mouth. And just because there was some bad publicity in, what year was it, Steve? 1975, the 4-inch rule? Somewhere law. around there. Somewhere around there. So somewhere around the mid-'70s. Ruined it for all of us. And now it's extremely difficult to buy hatchling turtles. Um, and you can't tell me that a baby bearded dragon can't poop on somebody because I've seen it done. But just saying for anyone out there who's wondering. So, uh, I, I do know for sure that baby Geomitis Spangleri will poo in somebody's hand. That's true. He's, he saw it last week. He saw it last week. <clears throat> Uh, and you can't you can't unsee that an animal pooping on you you can't unsee that it doesn't matter how much you like the animal how small it is when another living organism poops on you I know this I know this from my daughter as well when another living <laughs> when, another, when another living being <coughs> poops on you you don't you don't forget that very quickly so I'm just saying I've been pooped on by snakes I've been pooped on by bearded dragons been pooped on by more things than I want to mention, but 
you can't tell me turtles are the only one, and you can't tell me that it's safe to uh, consume uh, dog excrement. However, I'm sure kids have done it, but because dogs are such a mainstream animal and everyone has them, uh, you know, the the unorthodox usually suffer. And I know this is something that reptile keepers suffer with a lot, but keep in mind dogs and dog attacks as opposed to snapping turtles or alligator snapping turtle attacks or uh, Burmese python attacks. Um, because it's unorthodox, because people don't know about them, because they're slithery or angry looking or what have you, there, there's these, these fear, uh, the, these fears associated with the animals that are built, that are, that are based solely on fear and not on knowledge at all. Um, just like how people are afraid of flying, but you're, you know, you're much more likely to perish in a car crash. So, um, you know, it's the same sort of thing. So, uh, that's kind of what we're dealing with 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 the foreign law and with you know injury. Uh, what's the word? Injurious wildlife. Injurious. 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 Injurious wildlife. Learn something new every day. Injurious. Um, and you know it's it's kind of unfair, but it's the fight that we all have ahead of us. What's we talk about it all the time. We have a bunch of young guys that are part of the turtle room. There are so many. Uh, gifted young people. Right now, um, there's a young, um, a young herp herpetological uh, contest going on that um, Russ Gurley is involved with, where young people who are excited about um, herpetology and um, you know studying uh, to become herpetologists in the future can submit uh, a cover letter and an essay and reference letters to go to the International Herpetological Symposium in San Antonio, Texas. The coolest thing ever. There's so many great things going on that make you feel good about being a younger person involved in this stuff. And believe it or not, um, even though I'm overweight and have a bald head, I'm under 30 myself. I, I, I'm excited about that, you know. But we have to understand that even though we have decades ahead of us, if we're lucky, um, luck willing, um, and that's a good thing because we have the opportunity to work with the things we love for a long time. We have the ability to save up for the animals that we want to work with or to save up to take the trips into uh, the native habitats of the animals that um, captivate us or or to the zoos to meet the colleagues that we work with on the stud books and all of these things. It's really, really exciting. However, lack of knowledge from lawmakers, um, lack of knowledge um, you know, from people who are taking animals out of the wild or destroying habitats to put up condo complexes, it makes certain parts of our hobby, our interests, our conservation efforts very grim, and we need to be ready to fight for what we believe in. And um, it takes a little bit of the excitement about the future away. 
So keep that in mind. Educate yourself as much as you can, and be ready to um, to fight the good fight. You know, hand in hand, side by side with people like us who um, are willing to do so whenever necessary. So speaking of young people and fighting the good fight, you know that uh, connects me right to one of the news items we posted in our uh, world. Turtle News blog today. So I am going to try to pull that up here really quick. Uh, today is the fourth. All day long. 304 2015. In the state of New Jersey, um, I think in the Jersey Shore area, which is Jersey Shore is, well, generally it is the beach area, but there's also a town called Jersey Shore. But anyway, so everyone Jersey knows about, Shore. Everyone knows about Jersey Shore, man. Snooky. That's, yeah, that's right. Um, no, come on, man. I, I wanted to, most people think of it as a general area, and I'm trying to... No, they don't. They, the more they specific think it's Jersey Shore as well. But anyway, so, they think about so students well, at so a New Jersey Shore... School have um, gotten state legislatures to introduce a bill that would finally make it illegal to catch or take diamondback terrapins from the wild in New Jersey. What took so and, long? And so this is this is huge because up until this point, um, diamondback terrapins in New Jersey have been a game season or species. There has been an in season and an out of season. Um, they even um, the governor even issued a, an injunction. I believe it is. Let me go read that. Um, from our moratorium, I think is what they called it, on this year's harvest season. So they ended this year's harvest season early, and there's uh, currently a law in the legislature uh, to that would make it illegal to catch or take diamondback terrapins from the wild in New Jersey if it is passed. And this is all because some... Uh, <clears throat> some students at uh, the Marine Academy of Technology and Environmental Science in Manahawkin have uh, they went and, and stumped for the for the uh, secure long term security of the Diamondback Terrapin. So, young people, you can do good things like that, and hopefully the legislature's uh, legislature continues to move this forward and actually passes that bill. That's wonderful. That's awesome. And so, for those of you listening. You might have already gotten this in your email this morning and knew about that. But in case you didn't, we're going to cover it here anyway. In case you didn't, you should have. So make sure you subscribe for the future <laughs> so you don't miss important information like that. And wouldn't you feel silly if JWoww, Pauly D, Snooky were involved in this and you didn't know about it because MTV cut it out of one of their episodes. Do you know what I'm saying? This is important right. stuff. This is important stuff. Knowledge all right, so power. I, I hope the store is working for all of you. Um, haven't seen anybody buy a shirt yet, but hey, I hope <laughs> it's working for all of you. And um, just remember, I'll say it one more time: Podcast fifteen, save a dollar and a half on a t-shirt in our store, or sweatshirt, or sweatshirt. And uh, one more time, uh, we want to thank Omni Reptiles for sponsoring tonight's uh, tonight's show. And uh, so check out OmniReptiles.com. They have all sorts of reptiles from snakes to lizards and even to the invertebrates like uh, spiders and tarantulas, I think, or scorpions and tarantulas, I mean. Um, so uh, we also uh, want to apologize if it wasn't as funny or fun as usual since our, you know, in our uh, in-house comedian John wasn't here. So, um, you know... Uh, <clears throat> 
Let's. No, uh, John will be back with us next month, and there's no amount of planning that could ever make Steve and I funny, and that's the problem. <laughs> that's the problem. We need to. We need to work on it. We need to come to grips with it. Steve is is what we need to do. Very true. Very true. Next next month we're gonna have tune in while we have a support group for people who need to be funnier, led by Steve and myself. Um. <laughs> Make sure you guys check out Omni Reptiles. One-stop shopping. Honestly, it's like the, the Walmart of reptiles. Of live reptiles, anyway. So, really, really looks like a cool a cool thing. Um, All right. Um, I, is, that, is that it for tonight, ma'am? Sounds good to me. Let's close, All right. let's, let's close, uh, let's close up shop. Felt like there was one other thing that was on my mind, but now it's it's gone again. So gonna have um, to wait oh, till next month. Oh yeah. Well, speaking of next month, we actually wanted to tell you uh, we actually have the next episode planned already, uh, which is probably the earliest we've planned one. So mark your calendars for April sixth, the first Monday of April. Where we think we're gonna try to get on a regular schedule on the first Monday of each month. Um, you know, with a maybe a couple exceptions since, like, Labor Day, for instance, is always the first Monday of September. So, anyway, we're going to be trying for the first Monday of each month. So, uh, Monday, April 6th, is going to be the podcast episode 16. So, mark your calendars. Join us at 7 p.m. Eastern. And uh, hopefully our fearless comedian, John, will return. And Anthony and I can return to our normal, normal roles, me playing in the background and Anthony being the uh, sidekick. April 6th, a day that will live in infamy. Today might be more infamous since John isn't here. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> notorious. Uh, this is a notorious episode. The cult classic that only a few podcast fans enjoy. So, this is uh, the one. Yeah. This is the one. So, John, we missed you. Um, for Anthony Pierloni, I'm Steve Enders, producer, and... Uh, signing off I guess so have a good night ladies and gentlemen uh, hit up our website hit up Omni Reptiles website and uh, safe uh, driving out there all those in the northeast tomorrow as we experience one more round of snow and so uh, and Anthony's ready to fall over asleep uh, because he shoveled so much he's worn out uh, apparently we really don't know how to do a quick sign off do we never do just so, when you think we're leaving we stick around for another five minutes so let's try it one more time for Anthony Pierleoni. I'm Steve Enders, and we're signing off. Have Bye. a great night.